time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. And a good Thursday afternoon to you. Welcome in. How you doing? It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show here, ready to go on the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Thanks for listening on the radio side. Bring us up on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can do that right now, the live stream rolling. Welcome into the studio, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Find us there at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. The live stream as well on YouTube. So we're going on a Thursday and rolling on a Thursday. I'll tell you, we get a lot to cover. I mean, when I say we're packed, I mean, sometimes it takes me all the way from four to six. I mean, we got guest after guest after guest and quality content today. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, taking care of this community. As a matter of fact, that's where me and my family go every time when somebody's under the weather. We get into Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Two locations in Rapid City, Black Hills Urgent Care on Haynes Avenue and on the west side, Bacon Park, Mountain View Road. They're open seven days a week. You don't need an appointment. Walk right in. If you do want to schedule and avoid any weight, that's an easy way to do it. I do it on my phone, bhucare.com. Just schedule there and avoid any weight. You get right in, bhucare with the letter U, bhucare.com. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better and bringing you the Nate Brown Show tonight. Here we go. Um, let's get you in, 720-1067, the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live, direct uh, to the studio, 720-1067. Uh, you've got us there. And the Barron's Wilson text line as well, 720-1067. 720-1067, direct text the show on the Barron's Wilson text line. Okay, what do we got? We've got Cooper Bowman tonight, Yankees fourth-round draft choice. Okay, New York Yankees fourth-round draft choice. Cooper Bowman, former Rapid City Stevens uh, athlete, played at post-22. We've had Cooper on the show quite a bit, love talking about his career and, and baseball and now he's got a situation on his hands, right, as well. What's the story when it comes to being in a Major League Baseball organization? How does this affect the minor league scenario? Cooper Bowman's going to join us live tonight uh, this hour. Thor Nystrom is on the way from the NFL Combine. NFL Draft Analyst Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports. He is on tap. Lucky to get Thor. He's busy out there. Uh, he says we'll, he'll drop by and give us a breakdown of some of these storylines from the Combine. Thor Nystrom on the way. Doug Ottawell's in from Denver, Mile High Sports. Will he give me an endorsement of my number one quarterback choice, which is Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not going to uh, sway from that. I'm not going to divert. I'm going to stay the course. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't care about the shoulder or the injuries, this and that. That's the guy that the Broncos should be on the horn with right now. 
the 49ers. What does Doug Ottawa say? Mile High Sports Live from Denver. Chris Stabner drops by, Stevens boys basketball head coach, because the Raiders in the Sodak 16 Saturday will have the game live Saturday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City from Mitchell. Chris Stabner, head coach of the Raider boys, on the way with the preview. And Dave Hollenbeck's going to join us tonight as well. St. Thomas Moore boys basketball coach, the Cavaliers, they've only lost a couple of times this year, and now they get set to try and make the Sodak 16. They play Custer tomorrow. St. Thomas Moore head coach Dave Hollenbeck. So there you go. Thursday, we got to get rolling. Uh, let's get out of the gate. i got a couple of questions of the day we're going to throw your way here coming up, and also have this segment. It's brand new, okay? we got a loyal listener to the program. Love interacting with him, okay? He texts in all, all the time. Really, really good stuff. And he texts all these questions, and I never can get uh, to the answers. You know, I'm doing the show. I'm interviewing guests. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, you have all these questions about sports and, and everything. How about I give you a little segment? You send me five questions, and I'm going to do that. So it could be about anything. Five questions from Chris. On a Thursday, the debut coming up. So he sent in five questions for me. I've got them in front of me. And I'll answer those uh, later on. Interesting. Good questions. Good thought-provoking sports talk um, today. I want to start with this today because this weekend you're going to see the last regular season game, the last regular season game, the end of an era, and some people are going to hate it. Some people think it's overblown. Some people think he's not as good as uh, people think he is, and uh, he's a goody two-shoes, and then he's crooked, and, and all of these opinions, right? You're in this sport, and you're a big brand. You're going to have people that love you, people that hate you. We are going to see an end of an era this weekend in college basketball. There may not be a bigger name in college basketball. There may not be a bigger name in college basketball. You tell me, how big is Coach K's name? Coach K, Duke, playing North Carolina this weekend. That's the last regular season game. And, and we'll see Duke in the tournament, so you're going to see the farewell tour continue for Coach K, but then it's one and done. Okay, so last home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium for the Blue Devils. And my guy, the Dukies, I... I I just love Duke ever since, I mean, going all the way back to the day, Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and those runs with Bobby Hurley and, and the whole thing. I, I became a college basketball fan back during that time, and that was Coach K building a program with what? Juniors and seniors. Those were the days where it wasn't just one in, one out. You didn't know these guys. He built a program, and I don't know if there's – very many bigger names in the history of college basketball. And it's not just because I'm a Dukey and a Duke fan. You think about from college basketball, then he coaches Team USA and the respect and the longevity and the winning. Now you could say, well, as of late, maybe he didn't get the team to as high a level as some people think. He had some great players, and they got knocked out in the Sweet 16. They got knocked out in the Elite Eight and that whole thing. But when you look at the career of Coach K, there are only a few names in college basketball that you're going to remember for a really, really long time. Only a few names. The John Woodens. And I'm serious about this. The John Woodens. Um, you throw out some of these other big names. When it comes to coaches, I think Coach K is, is darn near towards the top. 
I mean, I think he's he's darn near towards the top. So you're seeing an end of an era, Coach K, last regular season game, last home game at Duke, and they play North Carolina to send him off and into the ACC tournament. Now, this question that I ask you today, it, it got me thinking, okay? Coach K is going out how? I think the right way to do it, a, a farewell tour, he says, hey, He's getting old, older, right, and old, <laughs> if you want to say that. It's easy for me to say I'm getting old, too. So he's getting older, and he didn't want to go out poorly. Coach K's brand is very strong. As I said, it. I think it's one of the all-time, one of the all-time brands in sports. I think it's one of the all-time brands in sports and, and one of the biggest in college uh, sports. So he's going out on his own terms, essentially. And he has John Shire, who's an assistant coach of his, a former player. And he got input on that, that, that he wanted Coach Shire to take over. And so he's got the whole thing buttoned up. He gets to go out and get respect from all the places that he's been this season and, and the farewell tour. That's how you want to go out. That's how you want to go out. And we'll see what Duke does in the tournament. So Coach K had it buttoned up right to the point this is how this last year will go. I'm going to get a farewell tour. I'm going to th- people are going to think of me in high regard, and we'll have a pretty good team, and that's going to be that. And Coach K's legacy will be really, really good for a uh, forever. His legacy will be really good. And you know what? I wonder if some coaches will go out that way. Some of the big-name coaches like... And this is an example because he talked about it this week, Syracuse uh, Jim Beheim. So, so I ask you this. Jim Beheim's 77, okay? He's been at Syracuse 46 years. Been at Syracuse, <laughs> think about that, 46 years. Syracuse is on the verge here of having their first losing season under Jim Beheim. I mean, they, they've always been really, really good and dominated the Big East and, and that whole thing. They're on their verge. I mean, they've had some great runs over the years. They're on the verge of having a losing season for the first time ever in Jim Beheim, And so uh, under Jim Beheim, he's getting asked about, are, are you going to coach, uh, you know, for sure next year? And, and then how long after that? And, and now it starts turning a little what? A little dicey, a little negative. A little dicey, a little negative. And a guy like Jim Beheim, whether you love or, or dislike him, and you, you look at his history, whatever you want to think of, that's a massive name, a massive brand in college basketball as well. How's he going to go out? And more importantly, I always have this question in sports. When I think about the Jim Beheims, the Bobby Bowdens at Florida State, are they going to go out the right way? And how do those universities handle this right now? So you tell me, if you were in the spot, not of a Jim Beheim or a Bobby Bowden, if you were in the spot of having to deal with that situation as an administrator, as a university, how do you deal with it? Because Duke, it got all set up here this weekend. I mean, not, not just this weekend, but this whole year. It was all set up. Coach K, they all had discussions. Hey, he's going to move on. John Shire's the coach in waiting. We're going to have a farewell tour, and it's all pretty and roses. It's all perfect. The, the, the Duke perfect ending, right? We'll see how far Duke goes. 
Now you've got a situation, Florida State, that, that was a mess. Bobby Bowden didn't want to stop coaching the great Bobby Bowden and all the great teams of the years. He didn't want to stop coaching. Florida State forced him out. And they may not have recovered, as a matter of fact, since then. I know they had some Jimbo Fisher time in there that wasn't too bad. But their football program, that brand, hasn't been that good consistently consistently since that time. And now you got Syracuse. Here it is. They've dominated over the years when they were in the Big East, and they dominate, dominate. Now they're on the verge. They're kind of reeling. They're kind of struggling. And now you got a Jim Beheim situation. What do you do with coaches with huge names and huge brands that don't go the Coach K route? Meaning, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm out. I've had a great run. It's, it's time to go. Because Jim Beheim said today, he doesn't know when he's going to stop coaching. He doesn't know when he. He said, I'm going to be back next year for sure. I'm going to be back next year for sure. Do you just let these guys continue to coach? What's the, what's the real play if you don't end up with a Coach K. Duke situation where you go out there um, and everybody's uh, pretty happy? Everybody, oh, yeah, okay, no harm, no foul. It's time to move on. Okay, good, good. What do you do? How do you handle it? That's my question of the day, and I'd like to see what people say on it. How do you handle a situation with a legendary name? College basketball coach. This case, uh, in this case, I, I bring up Jim Beheim. In this case, I bring up Jim Beheim. 46 years at a school. When you think um, Syracuse basketball, there's nobody else you'll ever think of. There's nobody else you'll ever think of when you think of the Cuse. You're going to think Jim Beheim and, and, and then everyone else lines up behind him. What do you do when they maybe lose their edge, they start struggling a little bit, it ends up like a Bobby Bowden situation, Florida State maybe wasn't as good as they have been, the, the coaches are now potentially figureheads, but how important is that to your brand, to your university? I find it so interesting. You have one instance where Coach K protects his brand, protects the Duke brand, puts the plan in place and goes, and Jim Beheim's still saying, well, there, there's a plan. I, I, you know, the university has a plan for when I leave, but I, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. So I've got three options for you. I just, I'm curious what you say, what you would do, because Florida State messed it up. Some people say, hey, you just got to cut uh, ties there and you just got to move forward. Well, Florida State did, and it was a mess because there's a bigger picture behind, well, is Bobby Bowden winning games or is Bobby Bowden good for Florida State football? You need to find that right balance. So Jim Beheim, he's not winning as much as he used to. I mean, he might have his first losing season. How about that? That's quite the stat. 46 years. Might have his first losing season. What do you do? Let these guys keep coaching. You move on no matter what. You just cut ties. You know, you just say, hey, take off the Band-Aid. You just got to roll. You just got to roll. Or do you set it up for, okay, hey, Jim, let's go one more year. Can we have these discussions behind the closed doors and Let's let's do this. You know that succession plan you're talking about. Let's implement that. I I think it's time. You, you're, um. What do you think? Okay. So that's what I ask you today. 
Let me know, 720-1067. How do you handle a situation with a legend coach? The Jim Bayheims of the world. Um, by the way, another example of this, you know, he hasn't been there very long, but he's a massive name, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing's an all-timer, Hall of Famer, Georgetown. And now he's the head coach at Georgetown. Had a good run early uh, this year. They're, they're not good. I mean, you got Patrick Ewing who, again, when you think Georgetown, you, you think about back in the day, you, you think Patrick Ewing, really. I mean, you really do. And now he's the head coach, and, and they're struggling. So what do you do? Let him keep coaching no matter what. Jim Beheim is Syracuse, so you just deal with it. You move on. You cut ties. Are you going to do that? Or do you get to work setting it up for that one final year? You set it up for one more year. Here's some uh, answers coming in. This is interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to update this right now. 50% of the audience, this is a straight-up 50, 50% say, you just move on no matter what. How do you handle a legendary college basketball coach that's not competing at the high level anymore? You move on no matter what. 50% of you, that's uh, easy for you to say. <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, we don't have to worry about losing the donors and the support. It's uh, Syracuse basketball. Although there is going to be a, a, a certain number of people out there at Syracuse. They do want to move on, I, I would expect. The, but I'm telling you, there's a big number that Jim Beheim. It's it's the ball coach. It's Coach Beheim. He is Syracuse. The two three zone. The whole thing. We can't just move on from Beheim. Fifty percent of you say you would. So you would have just cut Bobby Bowden like Florida State did. And ultimately, in retrospect, it was a mistake. It it really was the way it worked out from the support. And moving forward, because then Bobby Bowden was upset. Um, as a matter of fact, I interviewed Bobby Bowden, uh, rest his soul. I interviewed Bobby Bowden when I had a show, oh, I can't remember what year that was. He was coming to Billings, Montana to give a, to, to give a talk, and I went to that talk, and then I had him on the show. And he was a great guy. A great interview, great stories. And he, you know how I can tell if guys are good guys? They'll talk to you off the air. So when I get these interviews, I, I always have to reach out to them and, and you talk to them off the air. If they're good to go off the air, you know that that's the real guy. That's the real guy. Everybody's usually pretty good on the air. Okay, okay, public persona. And believe me, I've talked to guys over the years. Off the air, they don't talk to you. Okay, how long do we have to do this? And then you get them on the air. Hey, Nate, how you doing? They're <laughs> great buddies. That wasn't Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden was... Great off the air. Really, really good off the air. His wife answered the phone when I called him. His wife, hey, Bobby, there's you know, your radio guy. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> and, and then I talked to Bobby, and, and the interview was great. But you know the one thing I couldn't discuss? Do you know that, I mean, I got the, uh, the email from his PR folks. Do you know the one thing I couldn't discuss in Billings, Montana, middle of nowhere, Nate Brown show? And the one thing I couldn't discuss in the interview with Bobby Bowden was what? Florida State. Don't ask about the departure. Don't talk about the departure. Don't talk about the story. Don't even go there. Okay? Yeah, that was basically the email. I don't remember all the details, but I remember that one stood out. Say, here you go. This is Bobby Bowden. He's coming on at this time. Don't talk about this. 
the Florida State departure. It was that bad. It was um, very souring, very soured uh, back in the day. And that's what the type of situation is when you have the legendary coaches and all they've done. How do you deal with them? I don't buy that you go 50%. You just move on no matter what. I, I, I don't do that. I don't do that. And I know you can't be hamstrung. You can't have your hands tied by it. I, I understand, but you can't just move on. Uh, let's say Coach K had a 15-15 and 15 year. Let's say Coach K had a 15-15 and 15 year. He's had some rougher years over the last five. He's had some rough years in there, some good ones with Zion, but but some not-so-good ones. Are you just going to cut Coach K loose if he had a Jim Beheim year? Potentially. Eh, well, he's getting older. Does Coach want – if they if they want a coach, you better find a way to work with them on how long do we go and what does it look like now. And that's what Syracuse, I think, has to do now. I, th- I think Syracuse better start doing that now. So my answer is – You get it set up for one more year. You get it set up like Duke is doing now, this weekend. Last home game, Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's the best send-off you'll get. Coach K, the legend, going out one last home game against North Carolina, Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's the story. And then everybody at Duke and Coach K, he's not going to be upset like Bobby Bowden was like potentially these other legends could be. So I'm setting it up. You better get to work on the backside. Hey, Coach Beheim, what do we think? What's the story? What's the plan? And you better make them part of it. You can't just cut bait there. That's, there's too much at stake. There's millions of dollars. The support, the, the brand, there's too much at stake. You don't want Jim Beheim being soured. You, you just don't. And that's what he had to say this week. He said, at the end of the day, I can promise you I'm trying to leave this program in the best position I, it can be when I leave. But I'm coming back next year. So he said, there, there's a plan in place for when he steps down. But basically, Jim Beheim's telling him this week, I'll let you know when I'm stepping down. I'll <laughs> so, so what do you do? You just let him keep coaching? Here's the vote. Uh, 50% move on no matter what. You let them go. 33% get it set up for one more year for the Legends. 17% say just let them keep coaching. 17% let them keep coaching. Um, listener text. Let's see. Legendary coaches leave on their own terms. No way around it. No way around it. Interesting. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, um, that's sometimes the scenario. Listener text, I don't think the universities have the patience anymore for the long-term coaches. Boosters and and NIL universities can't afford to have the patience and commitment. But you better be careful with these brands, with these head. um, these These are big egos. Big, big egos. Coach K and Duke got it done right. They're doing it right. I mean, it's uh, it's everybody wins. The Syracuse thing's kind of a thing to watch. And then you, you go like Georgetown, Patrick Ewing. They were good. Now they're not good. Now what do you do? Now, you know, you just you just kind of watch that situation. Okay, it's uh, Patrick Ewing's different. He's not he's not really really old, but he's a huge brand and an all time Hall of Famer of Georgetown. 
And if he keeps losing over the next couple of years, after starting off good, how much patience are you going to have? Coming right back, let's go to the Combine. I want to get to Thor Nystrom. He is in NFL Combine. He's live in Indianapolis. Thor Nystrom, the lead draft analyst for NBC Sports Edge. He's on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows level off around 27 tonight. Under cloudy skies, winds out of the southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. High temperatures reach up to 52 tomorrow, mainly cloudy skies. Cloudy skies expected tomorrow night. Mixed precipitation possible at times. Lows dip down to about 22. Two to four inches of snow tomorrow night through Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 27. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going. With Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Your number one place in Rapid City for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament should be Poor 54. With special hours just for the tournament, they'll be opening early and they'll have all of the games at the Poor 54 Sports Zone upstairs. With 54 taps, your favorite local and regional beers, plus Detroit-style pizza, wings, pretzel board, and more, Poor 54 is your home for March Madness. Every game is on at Poor 54. To see what they have on tap right now, visit poor54.com. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on a Thursday. Thanks for being here. We're packed tonight. Cooper Bowman's coming up next. Yankees fourth-round draft choice live. Cooper Bowman, Rapid City All-Stater. Great athlete. uh, Drafted by the Yankees this past draft in the fourth round. Picked 122. And that's an opportunity with the Yanks, I'll tell you. But Major League Baseball now in a situation. How's it affecting Cooper Bowman on the minor league level? 
He'll talk to us live coming up, his reaction to the lockout. Let's go to the NFL Combine, NBC Sports Edge, NFL Draft Analyst, Thor Nystrom. Busy out there, man. I've been watching. He's doing videos out there. I mean, he's rolling. Follow him on Twitter at ThorKU. ThorKU. It's Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports Edge. Thor, good to have you. How are you? Doing great, Nate. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. So you still have energy? You're still good to go? <laughs> I'm still good to go. All right. All right. I appreciate you coming on. So I got to get to this. I got to get to this. And you tell me as a draft guy. The, yeah. the headline here, you know, is Kenny Pickett has the smallest hands of any NFL quarterback right now. He has the smallest hands of anybody in the league right now. That's the headline. What do you say about it? Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a fact. And and second of all, I mean, th- there is something to say about it, right? And, and and the reason why is because he had 26 fumbles in college. Now, I, I think one important thing to say is you don't want to count it twice on his evaluation, right? Like, I mean, Kenny Pickett, he, he has, I'm not going to say a mediocre arm, but he, he has an average arm, right? Like, he, he does not have a howitzer. He does not have above average arm strength. The, the strength of his evaluation, it was accuracy in the short area and in the intermediate area. And that's why, like, his, his absolute bonanza comp was always going to be Kirk Cousins. That, that's like if everything went, went right. Um, another one that had been uh, tossed out was, was Andy Dalton in his prime. Mm. Um, you know, it, but, you know, I mean, with, with this hand measurement size, you're talking about a historically small uh, measurement. And, again, the, the fact that he had all those fumbles in college, you can't just write it off like, like some people have done and, and just say it's a nothing burger because he played five years at Pitt. Well, yeah, he played five years at Pitt, but he fumbled 26 times. So it's interesting. I, I want to talk about the five years at Pitt because this last year he explodes. Before that, he was pretty good. So what am I supposed to think about Kenny Pickett? I'm talking this last year, unbelievable year. Before that, I think just pretty good. But you tell me. Well, no, I. this is a really good point. And it, it, it's a contextual thing that needs to be brought up because Kenny Pickett's first four years, he was a, you know, average ACC starter, basically. Like, okay. you know, he yeah. averaged around, you know, I mean, you know, six and a half to seven yards per attempt, you know, something like that. And he had, you know, decent accuracy numbers. But, you know, everything just leaped up this past season. You know, again, his, his fifth season. Um, and, and the contextual thing to know there is he, he and Pitt had one of the best receiving cores in the nation. Jordan Addison, uh, Pitt's receiver, is an absolute monster. I, I was talking about him uh, last night with some draft guys and um, also an NFL agent. And, and I mean, that. That everyone is in agreement. Jordan Addison is an absolute monster. And, and so Pickett would get him the ball. And, yeah, you know, Pickett can shuttle it off. Again, you know, short and intermediate. And Addison would get him all these yak yards. You know, I mean, like, you know, uh, Addison had over 100 receptions last season. And, and then, I mean, second, third, and even fourth receiver on Pitt, they were just absolutely stacked. So, yes, I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett was a late bloomer, and, and there was people talking and, and sort of evoking him to – uh, Joe Burrow because of that, but there was differences. We the, the differences were Joe Burrow was blocked before 
he was at Ohio State. He could not get on the field because, you know, of, of, of the quarterbacks above him. And then he finally transferred to LSU and was able to get his opportunity. But when he did that very, very first season, they were still running the vestiges of that Les Miles offense. And so even though they, they did have, you know, Justin Jefferson and um, I think Jamar Chase was a, was a freshman that year, they, it, it was still that, you know, again, that, that old school offense. They didn't go to that, the, you know, the five wide swashbuckling offense until 2019. And that, that's when he took off. But Burrow, you know, again, only two years behind center. Pickett, we saw it for five years, and he didn't take off until this past season. And again, this past season, his, his supporting cast was just awesome. And the other thing is, um, another contextual thing to, to bring up, Pitt played a really easy schedule this past season. Like, the ACC was way, way down. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, you look at their strength of schedule this past season, um, played a lot of dog teams. And so not only is Addison a monster, but a lot of times, you know, he was going up against guys that are not going to play in the NFL. It, 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 it is something to think about about with Pickett that I think is even more important to talk about than the hand size. But I do think the hand size is something that, that deserves to be thought about at least. Talking NFL Combine started with Kenny Pickett, one of those QBs out there. Thorne Eystrom's in, NBC Sports Edge, NFL Draft Analyst. I want to go to the uh, another quarterback. Maybe less headlines about him, but uh, I've seen you reporting some things and, and other guys saying Malik Willis really impressing guys with his interviews. Malik Willis out of Liberty, great athlete. Yeah, we'll see if he can be a great quarterback, but the interviews people are loving. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, on, on tape you saw the athleticism and you saw the arm strength, and then when he went to the senior ball, he proved the arm strength because they had the, the ball tracking data, and he, he broke all the records for velocity, you know, in, in, in the tracking data. And then, but he also surprised there in terms of being the the best passer, you know, just just period. But the the thing that people didn't know about him, you know, because we just didn't have the exposure to to this side of him, was what kind of a, a person he was or what kind of um, personality he had. Especially because you think about it, like he when he started at Auburn, it was sort of like the, the what I was just talking about with Burrow, where, where you're just sort of uh, buried. You know, I mean, he, he was way down there on the depth chart. And then when he transferred, it was the last season um, where NCAA players had to sit out. You know, the next year, that's when they changed the rule where, where all of a sudden it got waived and, and you know, you, you, now you can play immediately. But Malik Willis had to sit out. And then once he started playing, it was at, you know, it was Liberty. And, you know, they, I mean, they, they weren't on TV very much, and he was yep. surrounded by zero NFL talent. So it just sort of is what, a, you know, that sort of a thing. You, you, you didn't see much from him, but his personality has, has sparkled from the beginning of this draft process. Um, you know, like I, I, from Mobile, I can tell you, the, the media, he charmed their pants off. Uh, th- th- there was this breakfast session where um, people were just coming out of it being like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't realize that, that he was that charming. Like, you know, like, you know, like um, comments like um, he's not just football funny or, or, or press conference funny. Like he's legitimately witty and legitimately funny. And then you saw him bring that, that calm and that, that ease and that charm and that authenticity to the podium at the combine where now because his profile has risen so much, he had a crush of media around his podium and it was the same relaxed, uh, you know, charmed, you know, laid back guy, but, but very, very confident in who he is. And you think that matters meaning 
teams get to know these guys. They want to know what type of character guys they are. They want to know that because, yeah, numbers are numbers. Metrics are metrics. But they also want to know, is is this guy going to be a leader of a team, right? A hundred percent. I mean, like, you go back to Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is probably, like, professionally for me, you know, I've been doing this for, like, five years, like, ranking people. Josh Rosen's probably my biggest mistake. In in that class, I ranked Josh Rosen number one. Now, I, four spots later, I had Lamar Jackson number five, which is probably, you know, my, my best call as a professional. But having Rosen number one was my worst. And you remember during that draft process, it started to get brought up, all this stuff about his personality, and yeah. maybe he wasn't dedicated to the game and all this sort of stuff. Well, I, I don't have access to Josh Rose. I don't know him personally. And so, you know, with, with some of that stuff, you don't feel comfortable extrapolating, you know, how is he going to work when no one's watching and, and work on his craft and, and what's the dedication level going to be and stuff like that. So I, I ended up missing because of that. Um, all of which is to say, I do think it's important. I absolutely think it's important. And when, you, when, when you're around a guy, with, I mean, Nate, you just know this from real life. When you're around people that you know are, are rock-solid people, that every day that they're going to be rock-solid and on the path and work, and you know that Malik Willis has is going to come into the NFL with one of the best arms. It, like, I mean, we're talking. You can go historic. I, I, See, that's I, what I people said about that's what people said about Josh Allen. His work ethic, his personality. That's right. uh, That's the guy, and it turned out to be that way. And and then his his accuracy and everything shored up, and now he's he's the real deal, right? It's exactly right, and you know at. at with with Allen at Wyoming, it was the same sort of deal where where he didn't play with any NFL players, and so he, you know, yes, there were some accuracy issues, but um, you know, and, and there was a lot of stuff to work on. But like you said, you had the work ethic, you had the tools, and also one of the things I'll say: the manifestations of the the having the no talent around you, how it hurts. I remember watch people will bring up the fact that you know. Um, Malik Willis, you know, against UL Monroe, you know, they, they lost to UL Monroe and, and he, you know, he had this passing line and this and that. I remember that day because, you know, of course, I cover college football every Saturday. I, I wasn't watching it live because I was covering other games at that time. But I, I went on, you know, watched the highlights because I was like, what the heck was that? And from watching the sideline view of the TV ones, you know, just of the plays they showed, it looked awful, you know, the, the, the decisions, you know, and stuff like that. But when I watched the All-22 of that, it started to make a lot more sense because, first of all, UL Monroe's defensive front was just caving in Liberty's offensive line, like every single play, uh, both man-to-man. And then they would also do this thing where they'd have, like, the five or six guys, like sort of like the Patriots will do sometimes, or they're, they're just, like, standing there, you know, right before the snap, and then all of a sudden they'll fan out. And the Liberty offensive line, not only is it it's terrible in general, but they also don't, like, you know, they, they would get, like, super confused to just, like, let everyone through. And then also the receivers weren't getting any separation on any place. And so th- there was a couple of times where on, on TV, Malik Willis, you just see him in the pocket, and then he, he, he'd be, like, you know, all of a sudden be scrambling to the right, and then he'd throw a worm burner. But when you see the all twenty-two, you see what's happened. Right, right. It, it's three three guys immediately are getting pressure, so he he has to go out and scramble, and then no one is is open, and so he's throwing it at the feet of the receiver, so he doesn't get a penalty for grounding, and he can move to the next play. That's the deal. When when the teams you play on, it it does matter. I'm going to ask you this: Is this just Vikings fans, or is it a possibility where you say Vikings at twelve? 
should look at Malik Willis coming in, maybe playing a year behind Kirk Cousins, because I don't think Kirk's going anywhere. That's my take. Should the Vikings look at that? I think they absolutely should. Yeah, I mean, my question with that would be, is Malik Willis going to be there at 12? I don't think he will be. Oh, but yeah, it, oh. yeah. Yeah, I, for, for me, I, I, you know, I, I think he's going in the top 10 for sure. Um, and, at, at, you know, top five um, at the end of the day, uh, perhaps. Oh, oh. Yeah. I thought my Broncos might be able to get him at nine. Huh? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think Thor- he's going to go higher than that. Interesting. I'm sorry. Interesting. That's, yeah. that's good stuff. Thor Nystrom tonight from the Combine. He's working hard. NBC Sports Edge. Follow him on Twitter at ThorKU. And remember, NBC Sports Edge. Good coverage uh, when it comes to the draft. Thor Nystrom in. Thor, always good, man. Appreciate the time. Appreciate you, Nate. Thanks for the time. Uh, good stuff. Thor Nystrom tonight. From the NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis, NFL draft analyst, NBC Sports Edge. Oh, boy. He's, I, I thought Malik Willis might be there. You know, these quarterbacks, everybody says not a good quarterback class case, so they're going to drop. And Thor Nystrom coming in. He's not going to be there for the Broncos at 9. He's not going to be there for the Vikes at 12. Come on. You know who is going to be there for the Broncos before the draft? Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, we'll tell, we'll discuss that later. We'll discuss that later. I want to get into this. Cooper Bowman's live next on the Nate Brown Show. New York Yankees fourth round draft choice. What does this lockout mean for guys like Cooper Bowman who are just starting their professional baseball career? Cooper Bowman live next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 1067 FM and 11:50 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. We've got Menhold Madness at Denny Menhold Toyota. And getting a great deal this month is more than just a hoop dream. Choose from our selection of certified Toyotas and get 2.99% APR on certified RAV4, Tacoma, Corolla, Highlander, and Camry. Plus, if you're trading in a Toyota that we can certify, you'll get a chance to make five free throws, each one worth $100. Hit all your shots and receive an additional $500 for your trade. Check out DennyMenholdToyota.com for more details. Lots of rush fun for everyone March 4th, 5th, and 6th. March 4th is College Land presented by Bud Light, featuring a Bud Light trucker hat giveaway for the first 500 fans, 21 and over. On March 5th, join the rush for Pirates and Princesses Night, presented by Courtyard by Marriott, featuring a huge jersey giveaway courtesy of Coca-Cola bottling company High Country for the first 750 fans, 16 and under. March 6th wraps up the series against Utah, presented by Dark Canyon Coffee, featuring a tote giveaway for the first 300 fans. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. First Gold Gaming Resort always has more exciting ways for you to win big. Just slide your club card into your favorite machine every time you play to win your share of $8,600 in weekend promo hot seat giveaways. Win $1,000 on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight every Saturday, which leads up to Deadwood's biggest single night giveaway, the $12,000 Golden Cash Blast on Saturday, March 26th. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. 
Hi, this is Dave Sharp, Director of Coaching with the Black Hills Rapid Soccer Club. Registration is underway, and our club is a great fit for everyone, from the beginner to the more experienced player. If you want your child to have some fun and get some great exercise learning the game of soccer, now is the time to register at BlackHillsRapids.com. With great coaches and a premier 12-field soccer complex, the experience with the Black Hills Rapids is second to none. Register your player now at BlackHillsRapids.com. Hi, this is Jeremy with Gary's Cakes and Donuts, inviting you to kickstart your morning by dropping by and grabbing some fresh donuts. I want to thank you for voting us the best in the Black Hills. We're up early making your favorite donuts, so stop by and bring some to the office. Everybody loves Gary's Cakes and Donuts, and we love you, so stop by, get a great selection, and brighten up your day. Serving Rapid City for over 40 years, Jerry's Cakes and Donuts at 109 East Omaha, and remember to like Jerry's on Facebook for some great giveaways. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Welcome back in on a Thursday. We're packed tonight. Thanks for being here. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports, Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Tuning in. Thank you. Also on Twitter, watch the show live at Nate Brown Show. Follow us on Twitter. You can bring up the live stream on your phone at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. All right. Cooper Bulbin, we've been following his career. Got drafted by the Yankees in the fourth round. Now Cooper trying to get ready here to get going. And then, of course, baseball's in an interesting place. Major League Baseball in a, in a lockout. Some of these uh, minor league guys that are that are working their way up to the big league clubs, they, they, they're getting in some training, getting in some work. And Cooper Bowman live from Tampa here on the Nate Brown Show, former post-22 player, joins us on Fox Sports Rapid City. Cooper, good to talk to you again. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Nate. How are you? Well, I'm doing good, man. So, so it's interesting right now for baseball, right? You give me your um, reaction of the outside world, which is the Major League Baseball uh, situation, is in a lockout. How's that impacting you as as you try and get your career started? You know, it's kind of weird. Uh, I didn't realize it until, obviously, getting into the business side of things, but... The lockout with the major league um, teams have absolutely nothing to do with minor league ball. So, so we still start spring training on time next Monday, and our games start on time. And and just because they canceled a few series, you know, we'll be we'll just be playing and, and trucking along, I suppose. Yeah, that's interesting. So <laughs> you got your head down. You're like, hey, we're we're gonna play some baseball here. Um, what's this past? I guess nine months been like for you on your journey i talked to you a while back uh, you know after you were drafted and you were kind of getting started there what's this past nine months been like for you 
You know, it's been great. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time at home, which which was cool for me because, you know, being a college athlete, you don't you don't get to do that very often. So I spent a good chunk of time back in Rapid and uh, came down to Tampa probably three or four weeks ago now and just kind of finally started to get really into things. And obviously I was doing things in the off season, but, but you know, really started to hone in on baseball specifics. And, yeah, like I said, we start up here Monday. So it's been great, but it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Cooper Bowman on Yankees' fourth-round draft choice, uh, getting set to start his uh, minor league season. Um, when it comes down to it, what's the work you're putting in right now? How do you get ramped up here? Um, you basically have a month to really get things going. What are you focusing on? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a ton of little small things you're trying to fine-tune, I guess, before the season uh, kicks off. But, you know, we're just in there every day. Um getting our lifts in, getting our defense work in, hitting. We're finally getting into some scrimmages. You know, we'll, we'll do a couple three- to five-inning scrimmages a week, which which will prepare us for, obviously, the nine-inning spring training games next month. But, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary, I would say. It's just, you know, now it's a job. It's it's an everyday thing, not, not an every-couple-days thing. You know what I mean? I want to ask you about some relationships here. Is it hard to get connected with guys? You guys are all from different walks of life. How's, how's it off the field? You know, to be honest, it's actually the exact opposite. Um, a ton of guys here are really similar, which which makes sense, um, you know, just getting to get here. But, you know, we have a great time off the field, on the field. It doesn't really matter. We all seem to click. But we also do live together, you know. We're, we're together 24-7. We, we go to work in the morning together, then we come home, and we're still together. So, so you definitely got to – you know, find your crew, find stuff to do, and, and just get away from baseball while you can. Cooper Bowman on tonight, Yankees' fourth-round draft choice, of course, and now getting set to uh, get started. He's in Tampa, joins us live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Do you ultimately think, uh, you know, we'll see some major league games here, Cooper? It, it's kind of hard to know, and, and you're probably kind of unplugged from that, dialing in on, on your own, um, you know, goals here. But you ultimately think the major league season's going to get going? Most definitely. Uh, obviously, the question is just when. Um, and we all want it sooner rather than later, but there's definitely some things that, you know, have to get straightened out on both sides, you know, the owners and the players. So so I definitely couldn't give an exact date. Um, I feel bad because, you know, I have family members ask and buddies ask if I know anything. And, <laughs> and I basically know as much as the average Twitter user. Um, <laughs> I was, I was so wondering. So I'm pretty out of the loop. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I will say this. When you see some of the major leaguers, these are the high-paid guys. They, they've been through um, uh, the grind. They've made it. A lot of these guys saying, hey, we're going to try and get a good deal here for the players because it's about the players coming up. What do you what do you think when you hear that? You know, it's definitely true. When, when you hear about the things they're arguing, um, the things they're trying to get fixed, uh, they're they're definitely trying to do it in in sake of the players' longevity and and you know a fair career in, in a way. But but like I said, I, outside of just the general topics, I don't have much detail, if any at all, about what's being talked about. Is it uh, kind of difficult right now as you get started? Um, you know, you got a nice opportunity here with the Yankees, a fourth-round draft choice. But when it comes to the compensation, is it kind of a grind here early on in a career? Most definitely a grind, but you got to love it at the same time. You know, if, if you're not loving what you're doing, then you're doing the wrong thing. And so... We, we love showing up to the field every day. Uh, the coaches and trainers are just out of this world. Uh, just great guys, great girls, and 
you know, it's just it's just a blast every day. So how can you not love it? Um, even though it, you know, it, it's a grind, no doubt about it. Cooper Bowman on a couple more. I'll let him run. He joins us. The Yankees fourth round draft choice, pick number one twenty two, and former post twenty two star. I am going to ask you about this, um, just from a baseball side. You you let me know a couple of opinions here. Major League Baseball eventually wants to look at banning shifts. What do you say as an infielder? What do you say as a hitter on the shift and how it's changed the game? Well, it's, it's certainly changed the game. Um, and, and I can tell you I've been on both sides of it where I've you know, roped the ball up the middle and the second baseman is just standing right there and I'm out. Or I'm the second baseman standing up the middle and I take a hit away. So, so you know, I understand both sides are, are frustrated about it. Um, but I could definitely see there being a change, whether that's – Two position or two infielders on each side of second base, yeah. or you know, all infielders within a certain distance of the dirt, or, or whatever the rule may be. I could definitely see something happening. Well, it's interesting because you're you're a. I mean, I watched you, Cooper. You were a line drive hitter. You were a line drive hitter, and you hit the long ball too. I, I get it, but you, you got uh, into balls and and hit some line drives, and a lot of this stuff. Even if you hit a liner, it's a long out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long out, and, and, you know, you could hit 110 right at the middle, and, and it could be an out. But you also see the other side of it as well. What if he's standing, you know, up the middle, and now I hit a line drive where he originally stood or where a typical second baseman stands, and now that now that's a hit. So it's really tough to, to really argue either side of it, in my opinion. How hard is it, Cooper, to hit the other way? When you're talking, I mean, you're facing now some major leaguers here that you guys are going to be, you know, you're on your way to the major leagues. You're trying to get there. How hard really, because people say, well, don't complain, just hit it the other way. Do, do this. How hard really is that with the pitchers? Man, it. I wish I wish it was that easy. You know, <laughs> I, I wish I could just choose to punch a ball in the four hole and hit 500 with a, with a bunch of singles, but Man, when you got 98 running in at you or running away from you and then 90 dropping off the table, I mean, you're just fighting for your life up there. You're, you're, you don't really get to pick where you hit it. No, I believe that. I believe that. I want everybody to hear that, okay? Uh, Cooper, I want. here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. A pitch clock. Major League Baseball is talking about that. A pitch clock. Let's get this thing going so batters stay in the box. Pitcher's going to have a clock. Do you buy that? Are you in on that? You know, I could buy it. It would, it would it would have to, you know, be in favor of both the hitter and the pitcher, I think. You you can't speed the pitcher up too much. I mean, they deserve their little, you know, take a little breather, regather their breath and, and you know, muscular endurance in a way. But you also can't be taking 30 seconds between pitches. So, so I understand it. Um, I actually just learned today from one of our guys that the optimal time for a pitcher between pitches is apparently 18 seconds. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that kind of varies, varies a little, but... You know, maybe if it was around 18 or 20 seconds, I think that'd be a good time. Cooper Bowman tonight, uh, live from Tampa. He's getting set to start his season about a month away, and I'm excited for it. We'll keep an eye on it, as always, in the Yankees organization. Uh, Cooper, good luck to you. Um, stay, stay in touch. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, anytime, Nate. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for talking baseball. Uh, staying in touch with Rapid City, great player. Uh, now with the Yankees organization down in Tampa, fourth-round draft choice for the Yankees, getting set to kick off the minor league season. And um, so so that's interesting. The way minor league baseball is in the major leagues now is a lot of these minor leagues, they're, they're going to be unaffected by this. 
some of these, some are now independent, like uh, Billings, the Billings Mustangs. We talked to Jim Riggleman uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, former Major League manager. Now he's the new manager of the Mustangs. They're, they're in the Pioneer League. That's now independent, so, so they're going to be playing baseball. Cooper's in the Yankees organization in the minor league level. He's in Tampa getting ready to go. They're going to be playing in the Florida League down there. So they're going to be playing baseball. The minor leagues um, not going to be impacted by this. It's the major league level. Um, and that's interesting because I just saw something from the St. Paul Saints. You know, that's a popular minor league team out there in St. In Paul. St. Paul's like, hey, if the Twins aren't playing, no worries. We're, we're going to be playing. It, it'll be interesting. Like, Major League Baseball is of its own. I mean, that's the show. I get it. That's the show. But some of these minor league uh, markets, you wonder how popular that will be. I mean, they're going to be playing baseball. So Cooper Bowman getting set for the Yankees, he's going to be playing baseball while the Yankees may not be playing. Um, Cooper Bowman, good stuff. So uh, I was trying to pin him down there. That's what Major League Baseball is is throwing out. A couple of rule changes that they would like to implement. This came out from Bob Nightingale today. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reports. Major League Baseball wants to implement next season, not this, this one here, 2022. It would be 2023. They want to implement banning the shift and the pitch clock. I didn't think it would quite happen that fast where Major League Baseball is like, no, we want to do this. I mean, the pitch clock something I've discussed. I would like that. I didn't think Major League Baseball would actually get that going down the road of actually making a proposal out there and then banning the shift. I've, I've kind of shifted on that. I look at it and say, okay, it's kind of like a legal defense in, in basketball. Kind of like a legal defense in basketball. You can't have it. It feels advantageous for the defense, almost too much so. I've shifted on that. I'm like, well, this isn't like a zone defense. This is like a stacked, illegal zone defense. Okay? That, that's what it feels like, the shift. So I would say banning the shift I'm fine with. I would, I would ban the shift. I'm okay with that. Quick timeout on the Nate Brown Show, getting set off for the drive at 5. I want to go to Zach Barnett, college football writer footballscoop.com so here's a question I don't know if this is going to be true but here's a question did this university just make a mistake in in another huge contract extension this guy didn't have good years early on now he had one good season and this university with the one good season says here's a multi-year multi-million dollar extension this is where they get in trouble with the big money deals and the big buyouts when all of a sudden, oh, he had one good year, and, and then, yeah, now we're not good again. Who did it this time? Next. The Nate Brown Show. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows level off around 27 tonight under cloudy skies. Winds out of the southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. 
High temperatures reach up to 52. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy skies. Cloudy skies expected. Tomorrow night, mixed precipitation possible at times. Lows dip down to about 22. Two to four inches of snow tomorrow night through Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 27. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. We are live weekdays 4 to 6. Got some high school basketball tomorrow, so we're off tomorrow, but... We'll be on live. Stevens, Brookings, Sodak 16, high school basketball, girls basketball tomorrow night on Fox Sports Rapid City. Going to go down to Denver coming up. Doug Ottawell joins us talking Broncos. And will they go after the quarterback I believe should be the choice? People have argued with me on this a little bit, but some people have uh, agreed with me. Yeah, that's what makes it America, right? Um, I've got the quarterback that the Broncos need to get because the, we can't stay in fantasy land here of thinking Rodgers and Russell Wilson's going to happen. It's not. It's over. Okay, so we'll talk to Doug Ottawa, Mile High Sports Live from Denver, coming up. Zach Barnett's on tonight. College football writer, footballscoop.com. National college football writer, football scoop. I love this. Uh, guys at footballscoop.com. And to go there every day. And interesting story out today about maybe... This is you know, something I've talked about, these big college coaches contracts where we have a good year and then we go with an extension and then uh, maybe we don't have any more good years and, and things might get a little ugly there. 
did uh, Houston just do that? Um, Zach Barnett had an interesting piece on the new Houston coach, right? He's been there now a couple of years, but Dana Holgerson left West Virginia, left West Virginia, and then uh, went to Houston, and it was kind of an odd thing. It's like leaving the Big 12 to go to Houston. Now Houston's going to go to the Big 12, and Holgerson just went 12-2, and and he just got an extension all the way out to 2027. Zach Barnett writes about it, and he's on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Zach, good to have you. How are you? Doing well, Nate. Good to hear your voice again. Well, I appreciate your time. So I wanted to get into your story, and I, I was reading through it. I'm like, okay, kind of makes sense. I mean, Dana Holgerson's had success. He was he was good at West Virginia, but then he went to Houston and went four and eight, went three and five in the pandemic year. All of a sudden, explodes uh, this last year, twelve and two, gets a pretty big extension. They're going to maybe try and build a football facility. Here goes a lot of money into the system, and then I just wonder. Is this going to be a success story for Dana Holgerson? Is Houston going to be as big as we think? You know, as I wrote in the piece, he picked a good year to have a good year because uh, certainly uh, securing that that Big 12 extent, uh, invitation, you know, that's worth eight figures a year at least for, for Houston. And so when you're gearing up to make that move, you don't want to do so while also making a coaching change. You want to be able to, to hit the ground in a dead sprint when once you move up that level. So to have your guy, you know, in place and that could happen as early as the twenty twenty three season. So uh they're they're making those preparations now and to have your guy in place, they're giving his him another uh, million dollars to spend on his staff and then once they join the Big Twelve we'll have another million on top of that to spend on his staff. And then you know, as you mentioned the $75 million standalone football facility that they're building, I think they're already raised a third of those funds. So, uh, I mean, it's a similar move to what Cincinnati did. Cincinnati uh, gave Luke Fickle a huge deal, and he's going to be making $5 million a year. So, you know, among all the remaining coaches of the public schools within the Big 12, uh, Luke Fickle, would be the highest paid in that conference right now. So Houston, Cincinnati, are, and uh, certainly UCF and BYU are making plans to compete immediately, and I don't really see why they couldn't. Interesting. Houston going to the Big 12 and kind of, you know, this, this discussion of the runaway spending in college sports, in college football, namely, and now Houston's going all in with Dana Holgerson as they get ready for the Big 12. And I'll say, okay, I, I look at this and I say, this is how um, some contracts – when things don't go well, then everybody asks in two years, why did we do that? Well, why do we have this buyout? Why do we, why do, we do that? Even uh, Bullsby, the commissioner of the Big 12, said this week, if we could control the, the coaching salaries, like, like kind of control how high they are going, we would. We don't know how. What is the answer here? I mean, I really don't think that there is one. Uh, to, to put some sort of cap on it, uh, since coach, there's no collective bargaining, there's no coaches union that College Football Inc. could negotiate with. Then to put a cap on it would be, you know, uh, antitrust. You, you'd get into that into those waters, and so I mean, it's a competitive marketplace. And certainly, I mean, I've had ads tell me, you know, that what we're, we know what we're spending, we're overspending on these guys. But that's that's the reality of it. And a guy like Nick Saban. You know, makes eleven million, whatever it is he makes a year. He sets the market, but he 
I mean, there's only one of him, and in reality, he's worth triple a year what what he pay what he's earned. But everybody's trying to keep up with him, and so the the market flows down from there. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, well, sometimes it works. You know, Dana Holgerson, maybe it will work, but it could be the hey, here's a one good year, here's the extension. It's kind of like the Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, hey, big year, huge money, and then things go south at Auburn. Um, Houston getting set to invest a lot when it comes down to it. When you look at this uh, college football landscape, what did you take? Uh, what was your reaction to the story? The Big Ten could get a billion dollars a year in TV rights. In in TV rights, where's this going? Well, uh, I think that's part of the reason that they voted to delay the college football expansion is because they're they're first up with with the TV uh, rights. Uh, their TV contract comes up before the college football playoff mm. contract expires, and so you know the debate there is um, NBC is uh, reportedly looking to to up its investment in college football. Uh, CBS is losing the SEC. Obviously, Fox, uh, those big noon games have done very well for them. So the the conversation that they're having is, do we want to take the uh, top-dollar contract that we're going to be offered to, while at the same time potentially leave ESPN altogether, or do we want to maybe take less money but stay, you know, within the mothership, so to speak? So that's the... The debate they're having, but yeah, I mean, a billion a year uh, doesn't. I mean, it sounds crazy, but the NFL makes what fifteen billion a year. I mean, the, the Big Ten is the the Big Ten and the SEC are the the most watched conferences, and so uh, it's kind of the story of our economy as as a whole. The the rich get richer in the middle class, and the lower classes get squeezed a little bit. Zach Barnett on tonight, footballscoop.com, college football writer. He's on Twitter at Zach underscore Barnett. You're down in Texas, so I wanted to run this stat by you and get your take. Last seven years, 48% of Texas high school prospects left. 48%. Is that going to change? Um, you know, I, I'd like to say... Yes, but at the same time, um, you know, A&M's obviously signed the the number one recruiting class in the country this past year. But they did that. Uh, certainly, they did very well in the state. But they went to they went coast to coast to to pick those guys. So people are coming in to Texas to take players, and the the heavies in this state aren't afraid to, to look elsewhere. I, th- I just think the, the in general the the game has changed in recruiting. Um, with national TV games, like you could live anywhere and see any team in the country. Social media has made it to where distance is not the factor that it was. I mean, you can get on FaceTime right now and uh, tour any campus in the country. And uh, here, in, you know, within Texas, our, our population has exploded, but a lot of that is transplants. That you know, a lot of these kids may go to high school in Texas, but they, their family, they're they're really from Louisiana, Florida, you name it. So I, I don't think you'll ever see really anywhere locked down a state like that might have happened, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but, you know, having said that, I know, um, I mean, TCU, their staff is going to recruit this state very heavily. Uh, Baylor does. Texas Tech does. Now um, well, Houston, uh, maybe, right? Uh, Houston as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Harris County, is there's more talent there than there is in most states. Right. So, Everyone, but at the same, I mean, the the, the the highways are open to the east in the SEC, and, and 
those aren't going to close, especially now with the Longhorns joining the SEC as well. It's a lot of give and take in recruiting. Interesting. Uh, Texas, a uh, couple of new things going on. Houston goes all in with a football facility, $75 million. Dana Holgerson contract extension out to 2027, over $4 million a year. Zach Barnett, footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer on tonight. Zach, always good, man. Thanks for hopping in. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Zach Barnett tonight. Um, talking some college football headlines, footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer. No, it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to work out for Dana Holgerson or not. I mean, Houston's not like a major, major brand. They're, they're up and coming, and now they're going to join the Big, uh, the Big 12. But I'm, I'm looking at this, I go – this reminds me of, of certain stories where how do these coaches get these massive deals and then everybody's left uh, holding the bag when things don't work out? Well, this, this appears how. I mean, now it looks good. Will that look good by 2025? And they still got three more years after that. So, so the deal is Dana Holgerson went four and eight, three and five, and now this last year Houston exploded. AAC title game, lost to Cincy, but they got in the AAC title game. They went 12-2. and two. But it's like, that that gets you a never-ending deal there. Well, it ends in 2027, but they, they, just, they just go off. Houston, their fortunes on the field just going to ramp up um, money infusing into that program. And these are the contracts I, I think about when I think, okay, how did this buyout happen? How did how did this school, you know, is on the hook for this now? I, I just think it it's an overreaction sometimes when it's like, well, one one good year there. That was a good year. Let's go all in. Let's let's go all in. It's like, is Dana Holgerson going to leave? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, was Scott Frost going to leave Nebraska? Was Scott Frost going to leave Nebraska when they gave him an extension and got that buyout way up there? I, I don't think so. <laughs> Everybody's just like, yeah, just, we got to give them more money. It's, it's over. It's a really hype and really competitive field. We got to just go all in. It's like, I think you'll be okay. But uh, Dana Holgerson will be all right. Uh, interesting stuff on the, on the college football front. Here's some stats for you, if you're interested, okay? High school football prospects, three big states, California, Florida, Texas. All the recruits, in, in, I mean, some high-profile recruits come out of there. California, Florida, Texas. Here's where they went. 60% of California high schoolers leave. 59% of Florida prospects leave. 48% of Texas prospects leave. That's the last seven years when you look at four- and five-star players. These are four- and five-star players, the best of the best ranked, 60% in California heading out, 59% in Florida heading out, 48% in Texas heading out the last seven years. Interesting. But now everyone's like, well, USC, they're going to try and get going to Lincoln-Riley. Texas, can they get going a little bit? Florida, okay, new coach down there. Can they get going? And Miami, can they get going a little bit? So it'll be interesting to watch that scenario. That's the seven-year record um, out of state. It's just out of state programs getting into those three states and getting pretty big chunks of players. Into the drive at five tonight. Okay, here we go. 
I mean, it's the debut. I've got a loyal listener to this program. I appreciate it. He sends in a lot of questions. I love it. I can't get to all of his questions when I do the show. So I said, I'm going to take a segment like each week, and I'm going to do this because it's good stuff. It's called Five Questions from Chris. He sent them to me, Five Questions in Sports. I've got my answers. They're good topics next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. It's tax time, and the time to buy is now at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. We have local used vehicles from every major manufacturer, cars and trucks to fit all your 2022 travel needs, many priced below NADA book value. Choose from the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in the Black Hills. Over 400 to shop from, all credit applications accepted. The right cars, the right prices, the right experience. At Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish is your home loans bank. And with rates still low, you should ask them if your tax refund will cover your down payment on your home sweet home. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to be your local partner in helping you take that next step to home ownership. With local originators, underwriting and processing, and several down payment assistance options, is now your time to look at home ownership? Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in the state. With great food, great service, and brand new TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house at Tin Lizzie. And now the countdown is on for one of the greatest sports events all year, the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Make plans now to take in March Madness at Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook. And dare to place your bet now from basketball to hockey. The game is on at Tin Lizzie Deadwood. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Thursday, a little foggy out there, a little freezing fog. Heads up, all right, heads up. It's the drive at five. Careful out there. The Nate Brown Show taking you along on Fox Sports Rapid City. Doug Ottawa's coming up live from Denver. 
Will he argue with me about my number one selection for the Broncos? I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I got Bronco Buddy here texting me, a, a great friend of mine. He's, he's in Law Law Land. He said, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and he's been talking about it for about six months. That is over. It's over. So the number one quarterback the Broncos need to get, they need to get on the horn right now. Well, I'll tell you again who it is. I'm going to stay with it. Doug Ottawell coming up Mile High Sports from Denver on tap. Um, okay, so uh, I appreciate everybody listening to the program, as always. You know that. I appreciate everybody. You call in. You text in. I, I love that. I've got a pretty loyal listener. I'm telling you, I don't think he misses too many shows, and, I, and he sends in some good questions, and I haven't been able to answer them all. He sends them in on the text line, and I kind of get through. I get through certain things, and then I keep going, and and um, I can't answer them all. So I, I had this. I said, hey, if you got questions, uh, Chris, I want to I wanna put it in a segment here. So I'm giving him uh, his own segment and, and providing a little content. I said, I want to see what type of questions he really has, and then I'll give you my uh, real answer. Just off the cuff. Just off the cuff. You know, it's not, it's not all scripted here, and it's, it's not all that. Off the cuff. So I said, hey, five questions a week. And we're going to do this. We are going to do this. Five questions with Chris. Chris is the guy. He sends in the questions. And let's get started. So um, here's the first one. Here's the first one. How about this? Uh, Broncos ownership. That's the topic. Do you think the new owner of the Broncos need to have some connection with the city of Denver? Do you think the new owners of the Broncos need to have some connection with the city of Denver? I do not. I do not. Um, it would be interesting, you know, if you had a Peyton Manning type deal, some people say some people, not me, a a John Elway type connection. Um, I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, you're never going to be able to meet Pat Bowen's standard. In my opinion, I mean, it's going to be a long time uh, for that to happen because Pat Bowen's one of the all time greats, one of the all time greats loved, beloved. And, uh, Pat Bowlen set the standard, and and I will say this: the Broncos just need ownership. So I'm going to tell you, as a Broncos fan, I don't care whether it's a rich guy wherever. I don't I don't care if he has any connection. I want him to care about the team. I don't want it to be a business transaction. That's all I'm hoping for. Does he have to have a connection to Denver to care about the team? I guess it would help. But I don't have to have a connection to Denver as long as we have an owner that's passionate about the team, not the business. Um, Five questions with Chris. I like that one. Here's one. Um, You just became a league commissioner. What rules would you enact to make that league better? You pick the sport. Okay, this this was going to be an easy one. I was like, okay. Let's do baseball. No, no, no. no. I'd, Rob Manfred, he, he's in a mess. Okay, Baseball's, uh, they're, they're in a mess. I, I don't want to do that. I, I got a long list. I want to be the college football commissioner. You know why? Because college football needs a commissioner. College football needs somebody to run the show. And you know what three things I'll implement right away? Here it is. College football. I'm the commissioner. And I've got three things we're going to implement right away. One is the 12-team playoff. You guys think it's fun having four and you can't quite figure out how to put the Rose Bowl and all this and that. Okay, end of story. I made the rules. 12-team playoff. 
Give me some power fives. All the conference champs, you're in. Give me some group of fives. I like that. So let's leave some room for others. So let's not make it four, six, eight. I'll go 12. End of story. 12 teams will get us some intrigue um, and, and some interesting matchups, I think, with some teams that we may not see all the time. 12-team playoff, number one, college football commissioner. Here it is. Another one. There's got to be some guardrails on name, image, and likeness. I'm the commissioner, so I get to make the rules. We're going to have team spending limits on name, image, and likeness sponsorships. We can't have this to be a free-for-all or one school spending millions and millions and millions and another school's not. We got to have some sense of control with it. We got to have something that's essentially, uh, you got to have some even playing field somehow. So you tell me, uh, I get to make the rules that you got to have a team spending cap. You got to have essentially a name, image, and likeness cap for each team so we can't go over the top. Now, if you can't reach the number, you can't reach it. But I need you to have a cap so you can't, some can't explode and go over it. That's two. Finally, three. We got to have some free agency limits here. You know what the free agency in college football is, right? It's the transfer portal. I put my name in. I don't have to talk to coaches. I don't have to do anything. I put my name in. I can transfer and I can play somewhere right away. There is no rules, essentially. There's got to be a time frame that you can do that. That's my third change. College football, give me a transfer portal free agency time period like the NFL. The NFL has free agency. It's a certain set time to set time. I want that to be implemented in the transfer portal so I don't have guys leaving in the middle of a season or at the end of a season, but we're getting ready to play our last couple of games. I got to have a rule where you can only leave at certain times. Okay, so there's one. Uh, Five questions from Chris. Number three, why doesn't Rapid City have a professional baseball team? Back in the 60s, it did pretty well. Rapid is a baseball town. Why don't we have a professional baseball team? Interesting question. Interesting question. I guess I would say the minor league slash amateur league hasn't um, revived here. Post-22 started a dominance. They started a lot of success. They had a lot of success. And the baseball fans in town have watched a lot of post-22 baseball, I would say. And I think that kind of, kind of, fills that uh, void, if you uh, so to speak, so to speak. I've always wondered, though, Rapid City is a baseball town. Would they do well with a minor league team? It, it would be interesting. Finally, number four. In 10 years, do you think NFL football will still be the most popular sport in America? Yes. Is that it? Is that it, Chris? <laughs> I, I don't have to explain, right? In 10 years. Yes, somebody told me a while ago, in the next decade, NFL football will be uh, not as popular because of all the uh, trouble with concussions and stuff. And I, I don't make light of it, but I told him, I said, come on. It's king. NFL football. 10 years from now? will be king. Um, and finally, last one, five questions from Chris. I like this. Fans complain about the owners of their sports teams a lot. When a team goes up for sale in this country, those fans have no say. Now pro sports leagues allow companies, corporations to own a team. Okay, so the question is, should corporations get to own a team um, 
and owning a team is is or or should it be a person? So it's not faceless, right? Is that what you're? That's the question. Should it be a person or a corporation? Well, now you get now 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 it gets a little hard. That one gets a little hard. I I. Are corporations people? I don't know. We've had this argument in various aspects, like all the way to the Supreme Court. There's a lot of people on both sides of it. Uh, by the way, I do think you need a face of an owner. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use my Broncos as an example. When there was no owner and it was a trust, it was a trust. You could call that maybe somewhat of a corporation if you want to use this example. When the Broncos had a trust running it, there were three people there. We didn't really know them, but we knew there was three people in the trust. When the trust ran the Broncos, it wasn't done how you would as Pat Bolin, the one person. The buck stops here. So I'm going to say if a corporation owns a team, I don't love it. I would love to have an owner, the name, the face, the brand, owning pro sports teams. There we go. Five questions from Chris. Knocked it out. Back next week with it. First, we're back with Doug Ottawell, MileHighSports.com in Denver next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Are you dreaming of summer adventures? Plan for fun, but wait to pay with help from Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Through March 31st, take advantage of BHFCU's recreational vehicle loan specials. Wait 90 days until your first payment or cash in on a low rate and prepare for summer fun. Learn more at BHFCU.com. Text or call 605-718-1818 or discuss BHFCU financing with your dealer. Other restrictions apply. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. Your number one place in Rapid City for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament should be Poor 54 with special hours just for the tournament. They'll be opening early and they'll have all of the games at the Poor 54 Sports Zone upstairs. With 54 taps, your favorite local and regional beers, plus Detroit-style pizza, wings, pretzel board, and more, Poor 54 is your home for March Madness. Every game is on at Poor 54. To see what they have on tap right now, visit poor54.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at Five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group on a busy Thursday on the Nate Brown Show, SummitAutoGRP.com. I remind you, stop there before you buy your next pre-owned vehicle. Take a look. Stacy and Matt and their staff, great selection. They, they get the best vehicles, okay? Car buying truly built around you. Find out how the Summit difference, SummitAutoGRP.com. You will love it. Okay, Doug Ottawa tonight. Mile High Sports. 
Denver. I've got my Broncos quarterback. I've got him. You know, I've been thinking about this. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. You know, I've been through grief stages. Okay? I'm done now. I'm positive. There's no Russell Wilson coming to save the Broncos. There's no Aaron Rodgers coming to save the Broncos. I don't believe there's going to be a Kirk Cousins uh, situation. That would just be too perfect for this show. So who it's going to be, who it needs to be, I should say, is Jimmy Garoppolo. The Broncos should get on the horn right now to get Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to cost anything. Maybe a second, third rounder. We got plenty this year uh, in the draft. Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. Will Doug Ottawill endorse this? Let's get him. Doug, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. You know, I don't hate that idea. I really don't. Okay. All right. Um, you don't hate it. Okay. Uh, continue. Well, I, I think that, you know, if you go get Jimmy G, it's got to be a two-step process. I think if you get him, you also better get a young quarterback through the draft that could potentially be good someday. Okay, okay. Because because I think that, you know, Jimmy G is, there's a reason that Kyle Shanahan's picking, you know, Trey Lance over him. I mean, there's a reason. And, and Kyle Shanahan's pretty sharp. So that tells me that, that Jimmy G is going to be as good as his offense allows him to be. So I think there's a little bit of an X factor there with a new coach, new system. Um, I know that they, they run the same kind of system as they do in San Francisco. So it's a good fit. Um, but I think people also look at Jimmy G as sort of that tier two. I mean, he's not, yeah, he's not yeah. Russ Wilson. He's not Aaron Rodgers, And that's, that's okay. Um, because I really do think, you know, no matter what you want, you kind of have to deal in reality too. And I don't think that, you know, those guys are just going to magically appear here at DIA. No, (laughs) I don't think so. I I really don't. I mean, we can talk about it. You know, we're in the media business, right? So we can write stories and we can do segments on it. Oh, Oh, what if this, what if that? I think it's over. I think it's over. And I'm saying before you miss Doug, that's why I've said it the last couple of days before the Broncos miss, and end up with a Teddy Bridgewater. And remember, they kind of waited, waited, waited. Uh, we'll just get Teddy. He was one of the last guys on the list. The deal is this year, Doug, there's not many guys on the list. There's not many. There isn't. There really isn't. And that's, that's the problem. Is And, and, and you, you pair that with the fact that it's a draft that not many people are too high on. Yep. I mean, even you look at, like, Mel Kuyper's mock draft, I mean – it's not a normal mock draft where quarterbacks all of a sudden just sort of miraculously, you know, trend upward. I mean, they're, they're really not. And I, and I don't know, you know, do I think that there could be, you know, the next Dak Prescott or, you know, you name the guy who people didn't expect to be great. Could that be? Sure. It could be that any year, but I don't know that, that there's a risk-free Andrew Luck-type pick in this draft. So there's not many people that the, that the Broncos or anyone really should, I don't know, feel, feel comfortable giving up a ton of draft capital or assets or whatever to move up to get one of the guys from this year. But I do think if you can get somebody at nine 
Or even if you could move back and get one of the top three or four guys in the first round and go get Jimmy G, then that seems like a, a, a much better plan than the Teddy Bridgewater, well, we're out of choices, so this yeah. guy knows George Payton, let's bring yep. him in. I mean, That's what happened last year. Jimmy, That's what happened. Jimmy G can win games. I mean, you can debate whether he has you know, superstar upside, because I don't think he does, but he can win games. And from what everybody says and what everything you read, he's great in the locker room, great teammate, does what he's asked always. Um, he's not a prima donna. I mean, well, I say this: I, Super Bowl appearance, NFC, two NFC championships. I mean, come on! I mean, really, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that's my choice. I'm going to say this though, Doug. George Payton didn't do that last year, meaning the Broncos had the same pick, number nine, and Justin Fields landed in their lap, in their lap. By all accounts, Justin Fields feels better than most of these quarterbacks in this draft coming up. They didn't take him. I don't think they're right. going to take anybody. I don't think so. I, I, I don't either. But I, but, but I think that if you, if you get a guy like Jimmy G, even if you move back and you try to get somebody in the second round, because supposedly this draft is deep in all kinds of other positions, just terrible at quarterback. And, you know, what do I know? I just, I'm going off of what I read and what the right, experts right. and mock drafters are saying and whatnot. But, you know, I mean – I just I think you 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 need a plan B if Jimmy's your plan A. If if Aaron is your plan A, great. You don't need anything. But, you know, Aaron that, is that's uh, a pipe that's a pipe dream. Yes, yes, I was going to say Aaron's pipe dream A. That that's pipe dream A. Russell Wilson's pipe dream B. Um Jimmy G is option 1. The the deal is though, I think Jimmy G's the guy that's going to be on there uh, on people's radar. And it wouldn't surprise me. The Steelers swoop in. They get him. And um, I I say this. The Broncos are going to run out of options at QB. I don't believe Broncos country is going to want to see a Drew Locke uh, episode here. No, I don't think so either. And I think that Broncos country is is in agreement that there isn't a, you know, surefire QB in this draft. So I don't think that George Payton gets, you know, criticized too much publicly if he goes out and is is proactive and gets a guy like Jimmy G because I think people look back at last year and thought, okay, well, they made a run at Matthew Stafford and obviously failed. Uh, They made a run at, uh, I think they had, who they have interested in, Carson Wentz perhaps last year for a second. Yeah, yeah. That was always a rumor um, and didn't, didn't work that out. Um, there was lots of things that sort of were like in play and people kind of got halfway excited about it. And then, so they didn't do anything. And then you go to the draft and you pass on at least two guys that everybody would have been thrilled with. Um, and so I, you can't, I don't think you can, you can afford to sit around and wait and say, well, you know, we got Drew. And I, I honestly think George Payton doesn't think much of Drew. Yeah, I, um, I, I, you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. Vic didn't. I, I don't think George does. I just think this list of QBs is short. I don't know if Jameis is going to be out there. The Saints might say, eh, we'll bring him back. I mean, I think the, the real list is going to be really, really short, and I wonder if the Broncos are going to miss it. Um, Jimmy G's my choice. Doug Ottawa, you, you, you gave a somewhat endorsement. Somewhat. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, I would be happy with that. Okay. Given, but you I want to draft one. Have, yeah, I would like to see them at least bring in somebody. I mean, with the full understanding that whoever that is, is our version of Trey Lance. Because, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those tough things because, you know, Jimmy G has a real track record of winning. You, you compare him to... Mariota or Jameis or whatever guys who people thought had all kinds of talent. Yeah, he's but better. Haven't really ever done anything. Yep, yep. And the Broncos have a the Bron- if the Broncos don't have to dismantle their roster to get somebody, they've got a pretty good roster to build around. So yep. I don't. I, Jimmy G is a guy that's intriguing to me because. He can get there. I mean, okay. we've seen that. I'm going to be waiting for this Doug Ottawa column, milehighsports.com. I'm going to be waiting for the Jimmy Garoppolo column. Can we get to work on that? Yeah, uh, might be my assignment tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll just give you a little lead right there, a little lead. Uh, Doug <laughs> Ottawa on tonight, Mile High Sports Magazine, milehighsports.com. Doug, always good, man. I appreciate it. Hey, you bet. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Doug Ottawa tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City from Denver. Covers the Broncos and the sports scene for a long time. Uh, Mile High Sports, senior editor. Ah, is he going to write it? I'm going to follow up on this. Did the Nate Brown show just make waves in the Denver market? Is Doug Ottawa going to write the Jimmy Garoppolo column? Go get Jimmy? Come on. We're trying to expand our coverage here. We're trying to expand our influence. That's the real choice. Whether you hate to, oh, Jimmy G, this and that. Oh, he's got a shoulder issue. I don't care. Who else? There's nobody. You don't want to sit back. Who are you going to sit back and wait for? Nobody. Nobody's coming to rescue the Broncos. You got to make it happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. A winner. A winner. A guy you can root for. Chris Stabner's coming up next. The Stevens boys are taking on Mitchell. Can they beat him again? Head coach of the Raider boys next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Nothing compares to the giveaways at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our promo hot seat drawings every weekend pay out over $34,000. Saturday night's Lucky 7s drawings award players with another twenty-one grand in cash. March 26th Golden Cash Blast pays out another $12,000 in cash. Plus, First Gold has slot tournaments every Friday and Sunday totaling $16,000 in prize packages. All told, that's over $80,000 every single month at First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too. Because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Your home for high school sports is Fox Sports Rapid City. I'll tell you, 
trying to give you a ton of coverage, right? From girls basketball and a boys basketball across the board. We've had a ton of games on. We're trying to count those up and we got more work to do starting tomorrow with the girls matchup. It's the Sodak 16 Stevens taking on Brookings. So we'll have the Stevens girls tomorrow. And then Saturday, we've got live coverage, Fox Sports Rapid City, as the Raider boys go on the road to Mitchell. That was their biggest win of the year, I think, just a couple of weeks ago at Mitchell. Can they do it again in the Sodak 16? Head coach of the Raiders, Chris Stabner, on tonight talking Stevens boys basketball. Coach, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing all right, Nate. Thanks for having me again. Well, let me ask you about the the last weekend, the last weekend wrapping up the regular season. What what was your assessment there? Well, we two, we we did play two really good teams. I, I think those are two of the better teams in the state. I, I have no no doubts about that. Um, you know, I thought we competed for the most part. You know, the the, the issue was when you know we, we kind of went away from what was working offensively as far as you know controlling the tempo a little bit, taking you know. Uh, quality shots, maybe into the shot clock a little farther. We got away from that. Both those teams slapped some runs on us and, and, and did it a couple times during the games that kind of just made it tough for us to get back in the game. I look at it and I say, okay, you, you've had a tough schedule. How do you feel like um, this team has responded as the year went on? You know, I, I, I have no doubts we're better than we were when we started. I mean, that, that's that's for certain. Um, we're we're still very inconsistent, and that's kind of you know that's why you're ten and ten. You know, is when you're kind of inconsistent. So, you know, that's kind of been our story this year. But we we competed, and, and we've definitely gotten better. And uh, you know, I think we're playing you know as good as we have, and that's obviously where you want to be at the end of the year. But uh, there's no doubt on Saturday we've got to uh, really shoot the ball well. Um, we've got to get other guys to step up that maybe haven't shot as well as they have all year. It's just got to be a complete team effort. Um, we've got to be better rebounding-wise. I think that's one thing they really hurt us the first uh, first game and something that's kind of hurt us all year. I mean, we're, we're not we're not huge by any means, but we just need to compete a little better on the boards. Um, but everybody's just got to give, give the best, uh, you know, coaching staff included. Chris Tabner on Stevens Boys Basketball. Coach in the Sodak 16, one-game hitter. Whoever wins it gets into the state AA tournament. Uh, they're playing at Mitchell. So I've been told that Hanker kid in Mitchell is uh, one of the top players in the state out of all classes. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, he's so versatile, and I mean, he is, you know, 6'8", um, you know, can can shoot as improved his outside game, but the one thing that, you know, makes him so good is he can set his teammates up. He's maybe one of the best passers I've seen uh, um, this year as far as just he facilitates all their offense, so, you know, if you if you want to double him, he's going to find the open guy, and I think they're, you know, kind of sitting kind of where we are is can they have guys step up and make shots, you know, that's going to go a long ways for, for both our teams on Saturdays, can some other guys step up and make shots, so you know, he's really good, and he gets the free throw line a ton, so we're going to have to keep him off the free throw line. Um, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yes, I mean, he's one of the best players in the state. There's no doubt. Okay, so you look at Mitchell, though, and you say, okay, everybody knows it, Coach. You beat him. You beat him. And everybody around the state, they look at that Sodak 16, they go, oh, there it is. Stevens gets the matchup against Mitchell. I, I want to say, though, I think about it, I go, I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's okay because you beat them, but sometimes playing them that close together in a team that you beat, what do you think of the dynamics? Well, I mean, no matter who we would have had to play this, you know, to go to the state tournament, they're going to be a really good team, and we know that. We know that we're going to have to play one of our best games of the year. Um, 
you know, we played really well when we went over there. There's no doubt about that. So that gave us some confidence. Um, but there's also things, I mean, we didn't do very well. So, you know, if we can clean up those things, um, go over there and compete, you know, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. Um, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're going to want to get us back a little bit, obviously, for beating them at their place last second basket. Um, but, you know, we have – we're not overconfident by any means. You know, we, we've had a good week of practice. Um, I just got done talking to the guys, kind of the message I just gave you that, you know, everybody's got to give us, give this team, you know, uh, their best on Saturday um, for us to go over there and do that. Um, but like I said, you know, we would have had to do that, you know, no matter where we were going on the road here in double-A basketball. Okay, I look at your team defensively. That's where you want to win. You love playing man-to-man defense. Is that going to win Saturday? Uh, probably at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll probably try to, to throw some different defenses just because, you know, for us, um, generally to play man-to-man for a full, you know, uh, full game, you know, we've struggled at times. So we're going to have to probably do mix it up a little bit, um, you know, but I think at the end of the day we've got a man-to-man because we've got to be able to rebound, you know. Um, that's going to be a big key in the game Saturday is, like, can we compete on the boards? Can we limit them to one shot? Can we go get some offensive rebound, easy baskets? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to say we, we could play man-to-man the whole game. I, I don't know if that's possible, but, you know, if, if it's tight late and and uh, we need to win the game, it's, it's in my mind, got to be man-to-man. Chris Stabner tonight, Stevens Boys Basketball 10-10. and They're at Mitchell Saturday. We'll have it here on Fox Sports Rapid City. The winner gets into the state AA Boys Basketball Tournament. Coach, good luck to you this week. I appreciate it. Nate, I really appreciate and pre- appreciate everything you do for, for the West River teams out here. So, thank All you. right. Good luck to you. I appreciate you coming on uh, all season long. Coach Stabner on tonight. The Stevens boys, you know, you go all the way back to that first game against Pierre. Um, you know, people, oh, man, that was, that was a tough one. So, so they took some hits early, got better, had, had, I think, here towards the end playing the best that I've seen. Okay, I think towards the end. So, And then that matchup against Mitchell, I think it's favorable. You know, some people say, oh, man, the team that they just beat, now Mitchell's going to be, you know, raring and ready. That that could be a factor. That could be. But I still like that matchup better than some of them that could have come across the board. Uh, the Raider boys at Mitchell will have it Saturday on Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's talk St. Thomas Moore. They've got a matchup tomorrow against Custer. Dave Hollenbeck's coming on live next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna, And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids' Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. 
One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in is really getting to know people. We get really involved with with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. High School Hoops is here on Fox Sports Rapid City. I'll tell you, we, we got plans to cover the girls, double-A, um, Sodak 16 tomorrow. Okay, so we got Stevens hosting Brookings tomorrow. Then Saturday, we're going to do Stevens at Mitchell. Then I think next week, I think if these guys win, you know who we're going to have, the Sodak 16 for St. Thomas More. Uh, here on Fox Sports Rapid City. But first things first, the Cavaliers trying to get through the region and come out of there being one of the 16 qualifiers. they got to play Custer tomorrow. St. Thomas Moore's had a great year, really good year. Dave, Dave Hollenbeck, the head coach at St. Thomas Moore, uh, here on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Coach, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Nate, for having me. Well, let me ask you about your season here. I, I think about this. The schedule's been... Really, really uh, competitive, really challenging. And so when you look at the regular season, now you're into the postseason, you look at the regular season, what was your big takeaway as, as a plus? And what is something you look back on and you say, hey, we got to make sure we do this better here in the postseason? Yeah, well, you know, our defense was really solid all year long. And, and I guess when you, as you alluded to, you look at our uh, uh, schedule, we had a pretty solid uh, schedule. Uh, we had some tough games, and I thought we competed really well in all those. We did have the two losses, uh, you know, losing two to Smith by six and uh, scoring 30 points that night, um, you know, and, and uh, the other loss we had by two points. Uh, you know, I, I really thought we we did compete well. I guess one thing that uh, we really need to be better at, and that's offensive execution. You know, we're going to have to put some points on the board, uh, but we're really going to have to be good uh, with our defense and our rebounding. When I've watched some of the film here, I watched some of the games, I look at it and say, okay, looked like you had some offense going early on in the season, got some great wins against Wyoming, Tennessee, so you beat some of these teams in South Dakota. Maybe a few weeks ago, felt like, yeah, there was a couple of weeks where you kind of offensively hit a wall a little bit. But now it feels like maybe you're back executing better. What's your thought offensively? Well, you know, uh, as the season went on, uh, teams start getting film on you and they start taking some things away. And so uh, then we have to adjust to, to get better offensively. And, and so... Uh, there for a while, we we uh, uh, weren't doing a good job offensively because they were taking some things away from us. But now uh, I do feel we're getting better at uh, attacking some zone type stuff. We're we're seeing a lot of junk defenses, and that takes time in practice because uh, you know you have to go you have to go up against that to, to be able to beat it. And 
uh, that you kids just aren't used to seeing that. So we, we've seen a lot of junk defenses this year. Dave Holland back on St. Thomas Moore boys, just two losses all year. Now they've got Custer uh, playing in the region here. You've had your battles with Custer uh, over the years, some really, really good ones. Um, how do you try and make sure, hey, if we don't win this one, we, we don't go anywhere. How do we how do we dial it in for a team that uh, you've already beaten? Well, you know, we, we they played us pretty tough down there, so that that's still on our mind um, earlier this year. So uh, they're a formidable opponent. I mean, they've got a good center. They've got some good shooters. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, you know, we, we can't uh, we can't think for a minute that the, this is going to be an easy win uh, because it's not. They're a good team. They've won quite a few games this year. Uh, they're playing us for a reason, and so we're really going to have to show up, be really good on the on the boards, and take care of the basketball. So we're playing some region basketball. This is how it's been set up uh, as of late with the Sodak 16. You're still going to play some regions, and then the top two come out of each region. Do you like that format, or would you explore the top 32? They just talked about that two weeks ago. I wonder if we should do a top 32 right away, no matter the regions. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I would like to uh, have uh, regional representation at the state tournament. Um, you know, it seems like we're. We're trying to to take care of a select group of uh, folks, and and uh, you know we, we get outvoted on everything. East River that uh, they're going to want, they're going to see in our current setup that they have uh, a third or fourth really good team in their regions, and so somebody's not going to make it. Well, we just changed to this format because somebody wasn't making it. So now they're going to have to figure out another way to get more teams in and. You know, I, I like the old way that we had it. Uh, we had eight regions, uh, eight teams, and and uh, one team represents that region. I think that's a fun state tournament. Um, you know, if you're good enough, you're good enough. Yeah, I, I covered those over the years. Uh, region championships and the regional tournaments had some good rivalries. We're going to have Custer, St. Thomas Moore tomorrow. The Cavaliers head coach Dave Holland back on. And as you get set, uh, you take a look here. Sodak 16 may be uh, coming here next week. I know you haven't been a big uh, fan of the neutral sites here. How do you get a team prepared to play in a place uh, they ha maybe haven't played in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you're going to go next week if you win. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the difficulties that I have with this setup. You know, I, I've always felt that uh, if if you've earned or worked hard all year and you you get the high seed, you should have home court advantage. I think the Double A's have it right; they have home court advantage. Um, but, uh, you know, because I guess it's a weeknight or whatever, they don't want teams traveling across the state, I, but I think they do it in football and it's okay there. So I don't know why we don't uh, host. And I think, uh, the crowds obviously would be a lot better. I think there'd be a better revenue for the state. Um, but back to your question, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta, uh, understand that, uh, they're coming into that same neutral site as well. So it comes down to doing the little things and, and, uh, you know, last year we had a, a good outcome against Madison on a neutral site at Kadoka, and you know that's what we got to hope for again this year. I'll tell you, it was tight. It was tight last year. The Cavaliers got into the state A uh, last year out in Sioux Falls and uh, had a tough opener against Sioux Falls Christian. First things first, they've got Custer tomorrow, and then a Sodak 16 potentially uh, next week, which we'll have on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach Dave Holland back on tonight. Coach, always uh, good to have you. Good luck tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Dave Hollenbeck talking St. Thomas Moore basketball. The Cavaliers have been really solid. 
Really solid. I saw this um, out in Sioux Falls. Speaking of those East River guys, I was uh, looking at this on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we vote in the media poll. You know, us media guys, we know everything, right? Not quite. But uh, we vote in the media poll for the top teams. I saw I saw somebody out in Sioux Falls didn't have St. Thomas Moore in the top five. They didn't. <laughs> I was going, come on. Come on now, I know, I know, you know, it's Sioux Falls, but then everything centers around there. But uh, you may want to check that uh, schedule. You may want to check that schedule. So I've had St. Thomas Moore up there a long time. I think the Cavaliers are in good shape. We shall see. Uh, tomorrow they play Custer. That will be a region game if they win it. They're in the Sodak 16, and again we'll cover St. Thomas Moore wherever that Sodak 16 game will be next week here on Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, we're set, man. The Nate Brown Show in the books. Uh, the Cavalier Report brought to you by Collins Siding. Collins Siding has been working here for over 40 years for many satisfied customers. Collins Siding will give you a free, no-obligation estimate on your home's exterior needs. You want energy-efficient windows and doors? It's important. Collins Siding will get it done. Google Collins Siding in Rapid City. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show. High school hoops tomorrow starting our Sodak 16 coverage with the Stevens girls against Brookings. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be up tonight. Good show tonight. Thanks for listening. See ya.